Hi, this is Todd. This is Kathy. Zen Parenting Radio. Um, welcome. I think this might be our best show oh, ever. Um, we have a power-packed, punchy line of stuff. You said punchy last week, too. What's, what does punchy mean? Nothing. All right. Okay. We're going to talk about our follow-up from our ADHD. We're going to talk yes. about Mr. X. We're going to say follow-up and fall out. Okay. I don't some... know why. Fallout. Well, there were some people oh, who were fallout. upset. Yeah. People are mad. Yes. So, um... So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, oh, a friend named Dina. I, actually, she's a friend, but I've never met her. She has a question, and she put it on her Facebook page, and I asked, can we discuss this on the show? She said, please. I said, can I use your name? She said, please. All right. So, Dina, we're going to give you some help. And her question is about how her child jumps on her a lot and has a lot of energy and how to deal with that. He's a seven-year-old boy. Yeah, well. Um, and then I'm going to talk about a, a chance encounter I had with somebody who was looking for money. I was there. You were there. I was there. Are you mental? I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but first, you have a special retreat that's scheduled for a few weeks. I do. I, I want you to talk about it. Uh, two weeks from now, from this week, basically, uh, April 29th, this retreat begins. It's called The Beauty of Now, and it's a virtual retreat, so it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in any state. You can be in a different country. Actually, the last retreat I did, I had someone from the UK, I believe. Anyway, you can sign up for this virtual retreat. It starts in two weeks. The retreat itself is all about focusing on beauty and joy and how to make your days less stressful, more calm, how you can pass that along to other people, how you can become more self-aware of your own moods. It's just, it's a good one. Okay. I'm really excited about it. So how do you sign up? Well, so you go on my website, kathycadams.com, and it's right on the homepage. You click on it. Now, here's the cool thing, Todd. I got a deal this month. You ready for this? Ready. It's a deal. (laughs) (laughs) The deal is, actually, it's not for this month. It's for this week. If you register after hearing this show, you can sign up a friend for free. So you can gift it to a friend. So if you write in the comment section when you register, I want to gift this to my friend, then I will give that to you for free. So register after listening to the show because this is only going to last put a little in bit the of time. Comments section, yeah, right? you have to say I want to gift this to someone, or I heard the on Zen Parenting, and I'll get in touch with you, and you can gift it to a friend. Um, and then we're also going to declare the winners of the tournament of bath. Yay! So, Are we going to do that first? No, we're going to do okay. that later on. Oh, so you have to listen because you might have been a winner. Yes, big winning. And going you on. might get what a shirt, um, a shirt, or, or books. books, or even a visor. So we'll get in touch with you, and you can decide. Um, so here's the deal. Last week, we did a show on ADHD. Correct. Okay. And there was some pushback by some listeners. Yes. And we are here to address that pushback. Yes. So we got a lot of, we got a lot of emails, and then we also had um, a friend who we're calling Mr. X talk to us about his, uh, I don't know what the word is, frustration about the show. What we had to say. What we had to say, specifically because he personally has dealt with ADHD in his family, and he kind of felt like we were being too um here's the deal hard on the i'll be him okay you guys have no idea what you're talking about and why do you say that because i have a kid with this and you have no idea what you're talking about okay so can i talk normal now yes okay so what he really wanted to make sure that we knew was that when you make a decision to put a child on medication it is a huge decision or at least it was for him and for most families And that he did for like three years, did research and contemplated and tried other things and talked to professionals. And he finally made the decision to do it and has had a positive experience. But he still 
it's not like it's easy for him. It's not like it was an easy decision, nor is it an easy decision every day to give his child medication. And I think what he wanted to make sure we knew and that we said to listeners is for most parents, this is a very thought out, difficult, challenging issue. And for us to say, oh, do other things or it's all bad. Well, for the people who didn't listen to last week's show, it's going to be tough to summarize it in this sentence, but I'll try. Basically, we said there is a place for medication, but but there are but it is our opinion that you need to at least, if it were us, we would try other things in, before we would do that. Investigate other options because what we feel is happening a lot is um, it's being overdiagnosed, ADHD, and um, the schools are often diagnosing it and telling parents to get their child on medication or oftentimes general practitioners are diagnosing it and, and you know dispensing the medication. And so... We aren't saying that there aren't okay, there aren't children who actually have ADHD who benefit from the medication. What we're saying is, what was the number? Nine point four million kids are medicated for this now. Um, I don't know. It was a big number. Listen to last week's show. Regardless, we were just trying to say there are other options. So if anybody took offense to what we said because they have experience, just like Mr. X experienced with this, and they had been very thoughtful and contemplative about their decision. Um, we want to make sure you understand that we um, understand that well, we, and we aren't referring and to And here's you. my two points. Okay. One is I li- re-listened to the show and, um, you know, because Mr. X was being a little accusatory of us for trying to be controversial just for the sake of controversial Mm-mm, or something yeah. like that. Um, one thing is, and I will um, fess up to this, I think I may have been a little too flippant about okay. the subject matter. Okay. So if I was in last week's show, I apologize for that. But where I thought he was misguided is because you talked to him and I talked to him afterwards. He thinks that um, parents, all parents, make a lot of, um, invest a lot of their resources before they ever decide to give this kid a pill. And and that was where I said to my friend, um, that's not always true. In most cases, we hope that's true. And in his case, that was true. But there are situations where parents, that's the first thing that they're offered or somebody, um, you know, like I said, they are diagnosed very quickly and other things are not looked at. And they don't, because they're being told by a professional or an educator, they just go for the medication. Mm -hmm. And that's not in every situation, but I've worked in this field a long time and I've seen that too much. Well, and I feel like um, as far as who we were talking to, we were talking to those parents who just want a quick fix, who don't try other things, not to Mr. X. Well, exactly. And it's kind of like, you know when people say, uh, for any kind of um, diagnosis, go get a second opinion? This is one of these perfect examples where it's not about saying, if someone gives you that diagnosis, it's not about saying, oh, you're wrong and fighting with them. But it's saying, you know what? I'm going to go seek out some other options. I'm going to talk to other people. If everybody comes back and say, this is absolutely necessary and you're feeling at your wit's end, maybe... You know, maybe that's a step to take, but you want to make sure that you investigate other possibilities because putting a child on medication is a big decision. And I think that parents who have children on medication have, you know, they know that, that Mm -hmm. they know that's a big decision, but they know that for their child's mental well-being and for the well-being of the home or their educational well-being, that that is the decision they had to make. And we have respect for other people's decisions. And as Mr. X said, we are not in that position. Mm -hmm. So no way can we tell anyone, nor should we, what to do. What Todd and I are trying to do is just talk about 
other options. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I want to talk about my other friend's feedback okay. on the subject matter. But before they do that, I need to talk about our partner, Helping Hands Made Services. Their phone number is 630-530-1324. It's springtime, and if you mention uh, Zen Parenting Radio, you actually get... Uh, a discount, but the one thing I will say that I didn't know they did is they do window cleaning. Oh, nice! Both in, indoor, inside, and outside the windows. We have a lot of fingerprints on our windows. Yes, we do. Jeez, look at that door right over there. That's crazy. And I, I still haven't decided whether or not I'm going to hire them to do that, but I'm leaning towards yes. Oh, wow! Simply because it's not something I want to do. Yeah, and it's a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, noisemaker. <laughs> If you didn't tell, if you couldn't tell yet. So, anyways, six three zero five three zero one three two four helpinghandsmadeservices dot com. Call them up. Support our partner. Blah blah blah. Okay. So, what's your other friend say? So, about my ADHD? friend Chad uh, said that his son has ADHD and he has some other issues. But see, we do not treat the ADHD. We treat the he is he's anxious too. We treat the anxiety, but we feel. Um, so, but the one thing I want to focus on, and it isn't as heavy of a topic as ADHD is, but it's more what he told me about his school. Okay. This comes verbatim from his email to me. Uh, his school is public and has some type of no contact playground. Okay. No contact playground. What that means is there's no running. Okay. No touching <laughs> and no yelling. You have to walk everywhere, and if you play a sport like football or soccer, you cannot touch another person or you lose your privileges. Wow. So first, if I didn't know Chad, I'd say he's making a joke. Right. The whole idea of playground is to go crazy. And to get to, to get run. It out. To get the energy out. So, and he's from Colorado, or that's where he lives right now, so maybe it's a Colorado thing. Mm. I've never heard of this. Have you ever heard of this? No. I that's mean, I've never heard of it. the dumbest rule Ever. I've never heard of a no contact playground. Maybe no running. It says no running I and know. no yelling. No What's yelling. Going, you know what we had to do in at our playground? They didn't let us play uh, bring basketballs or footballs or anything because mm-hmm. I don't know, I thought we'd tackle each other and get hurt. I know. Hurt. I thought that was crazy. I know. I and know. So we would like we would smuggle super balls into our pockets and just throw them at the ground as hard as we could, and we'd all run and go go fetch them like I know. a bunch of Wouldn't dogs. Wouldn't you get in trouble for bringing the Super Bowls? Well, it's harder to see. It just looks like a bunch of us kind of crazy running in a chaotic pattern, whereas there's not a football being thrown from one person to the other. I, I just cannot true. believe this. Well, I have a, a comment. Please. Do, do you know how, like, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we found out that um, the Obama administration allocated a bunch of money toward brain research? Okay. Did you hear about that? No. Okay, so a bunch of money was uh, allocated to, you know, understanding the brain better and how it works. And the reason that I love that is, again, I don't know how that's going to all play out. I, I, I don't know who's who got the money, <clears throat> et cetera. But what I do know is that we have to catch up with the truth about ourselves, meaning it doesn't make sense to put children in school and sit them in a chair and tell them to learn and not move and not talk and to listen and then to send them out to recess and to tell them to do the same thing. The reason it doesn't make sense is because children have to move, they learn by playing, they need to release emotion, they need to express themselves, and they need to to move their energy, to, to feel like they can function and think and learn. The reason I bring up the brain development part is I feel like if we can, even though this research is already out there, if we can have more research and maybe federal research to support the fact that the way we're educating our kids right now doesn't make sense for their brain and their bodies... I think we're going to have a lot better situation going on in the classroom. Well, you're not going to you're not going to find me arguing against what you just said. Okay, but there's a very commonsensical part of this. 
kids need to move. You don't. I don't care how many scientists study something like that, and I don't know if that's what you're getting at. But well, you just, I'm just trying to say it's nice when you have. I feel like our re, our classroom hasn't caught up to the research, meaning we understand how kids learn now. Like we understand that memory is connected to movement mm. in the brain. We understand that they can memorize better if they are actually moving their bodies. We understand that you know touching things and actually experiencing things can help them learn. Yet our school, our system. The classroom is still not set up that way. Yeah, like it's a classroom from the 1950s. Exactly. So I feel like the research... You're right, Todd. This this could happen today. Like, we don't need more research. But the truth is, is that some people do. And if we are going... I like the idea of learning more about the brain because then... And, and focusing it on a federal level. Mm-hmm. Because then, that information yeah. is what everybody pulls yeah, from. Yeah, like I said, I'm not against what... Right. Investing resources into making it better. All I'm saying is whatever the school is, have some common sense. And yeah. if a kid's not allowed to run or scream on a playground, yeah. there's some serious issues well, going on. And the problem with this is then this kid who's not allowed to not allowed to run and move, and this is a child, and that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Children are supposed to be playing and moving and using their imagination and pretending. And if we stifle that all day, then of course they're going to show symptoms that look like ADHD. Mm-hmm. But is that really ADHD or is that forcing a child to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, what we were talking about last week with over-medicated and over-diagnosing. If a child is sitting in that school and they are they are forced to be quiet and they are forced to not speak and they are forced to listen and attend, and then they go outside and they can't move, I don't know what we are asking of them. It's cruel. It, it is cruel. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine not being able to do that on the camera. So yeah. anyways, um, last thing that my friend Chad said is I just want to express his viewpoint so he says, I just want to point out that today's schools have a lot to do with the mass amount of pill popping going on. Hmm. Um, originally, this teacher diagnosed him to our family doctor and requested medication for him. Hmm. So pre- there's, he's saying that his son that he was just talking about, they, the teacher diagnosed him. Right. Or thought he should be diagnosed. Right. Because hmm. really, a teacher can't diagnose. Of course. She can only so recommend. anyways, and I'm sure, there, and this isn't a blanket statement against all schools. No. But, once again, be your own advocate. Just because your teacher says that this kid's hyperactive doesn't mean that your kid is hyperactive. Well, and maybe he's demonstrating hyperactivity in the classroom. Maybe what she's seeing is true. It's not about fighting the teacher. It's about saying, okay, you're experiencing this with him. What else can we do? Right. Because that is one thing that the schools that I've worked with, and we live in a very uh, good community that's focused on education, and I hope many of you do, but they listen. You know, if you say, can we try this? Yes, they want to partner with us. They're, you know, it's not about going to battle in the schools. It's about partnering with the schools and about saying, can we try this have you thought about this what if we give them this option and if it and if those things can't be done easily there are things called 504 plans and ieps where you can like do an individualized education program for your child and again that's a little bit of a bigger process but what i'm saying is the possibilities are out there Mm -hmm. and um i just think that this is these are the things we're talking about with other possibilities well i'm totally talking out of my butt here Uh okay but if I was Chad, I would say, listen, I go to his teacher or the principal and say, listen, if you're going to have this silly rule, mm-hmm. then give my kid a half an hour during the day to go run around the block or do mm-hmm. something in the playground. Go do push-ups in the hallway. I don't care. <laughs> push-ups in the But hallway. just give my son the ability to physically release pent-up 
energy. Well, and then here's the big problem, Todd. Our country, and I'm not saying everybody, but mostly our country does not focus on education. They'll say that education is important, but we don't invest in our education. We don't invest in our teachers. We All we talk about is test scores. We don't focus on new ways to do things. And then we say, well, why don't you give my kid, you know, an opportunity to do something different? Who's going to watch them while they do that? Who pays for that? Mm -hmm. Who takes care of the kids when they need a break? You know, it's, we, the things we want and the things we actually allocate money toward and, and our, um, focus our attention on are in, they're different. Yeah. They're in conflict. They're in conflict. Thank you. So, all right. Well, I think we've covered that. So now I want to talk about our next partner, uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. They are our family chiropractors. Their phone number is 630-941-8733. Their website is chirotree.com. And the one thing I'll say about Dr. Kelly is that why she's awesome. Okay. Because uh, she's uh, tried to help me with this knee thing that I've had going on. And she's like, why don't you try this? And it's a different type of treatment that she doesn't do. Mm -hmm. And she sent me to her competitor, chiropractor mm. because she does her competitor does this also it, the bottom line is dr kelly wants me to get better she wants wellness even at the expense of her own right business so mm-hmm. tree of life chiropractic care i can't say enough about dr kelly if you are in the chicagoland area you got to check them out 630-941-8733 healthy families by choice not by chance <laughs> i don't even think you have to hold it up I think we do because then they can just hear. That's a long clapping. I know. Okay, so let's do our winners. Um, okay, so we did a tournament of bad March Madness thing, and oh, by the way, is Mar- March Madness is? Oh yeah, because March is over. March Madness is over. <laughs> but who, Louisville. who won? Louisville, Louisville beat Michigan. Okay, and actually, very very awesome game. Okay, I vaguely remember that. They were. It was an up and down game, and okay. these guys were flying out of the court. It was awesome. So, anyways, what does that mean they're flying out of the court? Because, uh, well, here's my deal. I went to go see an Illinois-Colorado game in the first round. Yeah. And it was just ugly, sloppy basketball. And the national championship game was just crisp, good, solid basketball. They looked like professionals. They looked like there is a bunch of pros on that court. Yeah. Whereas Illinois-Colorado, all due respect, I don't know how many pro- pros are on that court. Okay. Um, so, anyway, so here are our winners. Don't say them yet. Okay. Okay, everybody, get ready. These are, so, I, let's explain again. We did this tournament of bad. We narrowed it down. And anybody we, who voted, anybody who voted gets their name thrown in a hat. And we drew we these people. The so here, hold on. This is the drum roll. The actual, the second part should come later, but that's all right. Okay. Gina Mackey. Gina Mackey won. And uh, who's the other one? Cicely. Cicely Jones. Cicely Jones won. Honorable mention, Keith Wilhite. And why is he an honorable mention? Uh, because he, his name got dr- drawn out third. Gotcha. So Gina Mackey, Cicely Jones, and Keith Will Will Height, also known say, as Bubba. Also known as Bubba. The three of you won, which means you can choose between both of your books, my books, or a Zen Parenting T-shirt, or a Zen Parenting T-shirt. But Bubba got honorable mention, so he only gets a visor. He gets a visor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, we're glad that you guys voted. Thank you for being active on our page, and that's for you. We'll do it again next year. Okay. All right. Love our sound effects here on Zen Parenting Radio. <laughs> we're, we're just having fun today, so bear with us. Okay, so okay. it's done with that. Let's not forget about Avid. Okay, we, we forgot won't. about let's, them last Let's week. talk about them right now because they rock. Avid Company, they do painting and remodeling and rehabbing all over the Chicagoland area. 630-956-1800. It's springtime, which means it's time to work on your house. And you know what? Um, I asked Jeremy when we got this bunny, you know, our little Zen bunny, Greeley. 
um, I wanted to make like a room for him and paint it and get it all ready for him. We've chosen to not do that because he basically lives with us in our family room now. But Jeremy was going to... Jeremy doesn't he, live with us. Jeremy doesn't. No. Uh, the Zen Bunny does. Yes, but Jeremy, the president of Avid, was going to fix up this room and do all these things. He does everything. Yes, he does. Okay. All right. So here's our next thing. There's a woman named Dina Nicholas, and mm-hmm. she wrote on her page, and I'll say this to our audience. If you guys have a question that you're struggling with, please give it to us on Facebook, and then we'll respond on the yeah. show. So she says she has a seven-year-old boy, and she needs some advice. He has more energy than I can handle, and he enjoys jumping and standing on me. He also hits me, and although it is not meant in a mean way, it usually hurts. I don't remember when this started, but I don't know how to get it to stop, nor do I know how to speak to him so he will listen the first time. I have to say no repeatedly, and even then I get into an argument. I yelled at him tonight because he wanted me to do something my body physically cannot do anymore. He kept arguing with me about how I had to try and was physically trying to force me to do it. I'm at a loss. Poor Dina. You know what? And I I really liked this question because, Dina, you're not alone. I feel like I get feedback about this a lot, meaning I feel like people will say, my child asks me to do things I physically cannot do or they're physically aggressive with me even though they're kind kids and they mean well and they're not trying to harm and maybe out of anger they they don't know our limits okay okay so there's so many things in this but I'll start by saying that I was talking with a girlfriend of mine about this a while ago and she was saying my child you know jumps on me and does this and does this and she's like and it drives me crazy because I have to tell him repeatedly to stop and I said well what drives you crazy the fact that he's jumping on you or that you have to tell him repeatedly and she said both but she says once I tell him once he should stop Hmm. and I think that's in itself can cause suffering Mm -hmm. because I think as parents we have this assumption that if we say no don't do that or if we tell our child to stop that they should hear it the first time and never try again or you know that we feel either offended or um, not good enough like the kid is deliberately trying to make you suffer yes that they and they're that they are trying and we get offended like you didn't listen to me Mm -hmm. you know I'm in charge and I told you to stop and you didn't listen to me and the thing that we have to understand about children is it's not that they're trying to be manipulative in an adult way. They are trying to get their needs met in whatever way they can. And unfortunately, that means sometimes they're going to try different ways to do the same thing. What that means is that we have to be at peace with the fact that we may need to repeatedly tell our children something. Sometimes in the same day, sometimes in the same week, like... When I'm talking to groups of parents and I'm giving them maybe new ideas of how to talk to their children, I will say, don't think that you're going to say this once and it's going to catch on. You're going to need to say this repeatedly, especially if you haven't exhibited those behaviors before, especially if you're saying new things to them that they haven't heard. You're going to have to say it repeatedly. And if we can be at peace with that and know that that's normal and okay, we're going to take away a lot of our suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because don't you think suffering comes when we say it shouldn't be this way? Yes, I think that's exactly where it comes. What I want to do is focus in on, first of all, Dina, I appreciate your honesty and even allowing us to use your name because a lot of parents are like too proud to think they need help. So Mm. awesome, Dina. Thank you. But one thing I want to maybe point out to her, she says, I yelled at him tonight. That tells me that she might be frustrated and coming from a place of anger or frustration towards her kid, which we all have. The only advice that I would have is that when you feel like yelling at him, you need to, don't you need to take a step back? Because it's one of those things that negativity breeds negativity or anger breeds anger or something like that. Don't you think that she's got to figure out how to get to a calmer place before re-engaging with her son? I think that sometimes we realize we need to be calmer after we yell. 
Don't you think that's true? Right. That sometimes when, when our voice raises and we get to that point, we realize then we have to calm down. Meaning, I think sometimes our biggest indicator that we need to be calm is the fact that we yell. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to be judgmental of ourselves or critical of ourselves when we when our voice starts to get louder because that can actually be our indicator that what you just said, Todd, that we need to take a breath and step back and not respond from that anger again. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I know this in my own life, I, can, I don't realize my frustration until I hear my voice. Or sometimes you're not afforded the opportunity. Like, I don't know Dina's situation, but if she's married, she has a husband give yourself a timeout and let your husband come in and uh, chill out i don't like giving out. yourself a timeout okay well give yourself a chill out. I know, you know what i know you understand todd but people listening i've heard parents say oh i did something wrong i'm going to give myself a timeout you don't do that in front of your kids you don't need to do that is well what you I'm don't saying. even have to say it out loud right. you just that's one nice... you're using it as a sports metaphor yeah okay yes sports so all i'm saying is if you have an opportunity to maybe if your husband's home at that time or just step away or, you know, this kid's seven, so it's not like you can, I mean, I guess you can tell him to go to your ro- mm-hmm. his room, but that doesn't, that's not something you and I do. So I don't know, just try to find a way to not respond from that place. Well, and here's the other piece to this. This is the most important part that I wanted to talk about for those of you who have children who jump on you or hurt you in such a way. You have to let them know from a very real place that it hurts you. I think sometimes we respond to them from a parental place like no you can't do that no that's not okay and we kind of play this role of being the parent and talking like a parent and thinking that they should respond to us I think that it is a lot more helpful to be real with them and say well let's just use an example say that it's Skylar and she's jumping because this has happened she's jumping all over me she's stepping on my legs I will say oh honey that really hurts when you step into my legs I want to play but I can't play that way because it hurts my body and if she tries it again which she may I will say I'm going to have to put you down and we can't play that way because you're hurting me I want like there's a sense of being vulnerable with our kids and saying what you're doing is hurting my body not not in a parental, you can't do that, this is against the rules way, but in a real face-to-face, honest, you are hurting me, I can't do that. And I think a lot of times we end up carrying guilt about that. Like, mm-hmm. I should be able to rise to this, or this shouldn't hurt me, or um, they should just know better. And they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. Especially if, like you, Todd. You play with the girls so differently than I do. You pick them up. You put them upside down. You let them walk on you. You carry them up. You know, you do all these crazy things. I do flips. You do flips. I don't do that, but sometimes they try and walk up my body or do that. And I will say, you know, I know daddy does that with you, but I can't do that. That's not something my body can do. And I'm very literal about it, and I'm very honest about it. And I think that that, I'm not saying that's going to solve all the problems, but that may take the edge off where they look at you in a human way. Mm -hmm. Again, we talk on the show a lot about not playing a role. And I think a lot of times we get very parental and we get very um, focused on rules and we get very focused on our kids need to listen to me versus just being a human being and saying, ouch, you're hurting me. So Dina says at the end of this email, he kept arguing with me about how I had to try and was physically trying to force me to do it. I don't know. It's just... uh, Man, this this kid's got some spirit. But you know, we've had that too. Like it's when you're reading it, you know, I've, you know, you know, mom, come up here, climb this ladder, climb this rope with me. Come on, come on, come on. They don't have a sense of what our limitations are and we have to be able to express what our limitations are without being offended by their 
asking us to do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if Dina's saying she was offended, but he's saying to her, do it, do it, do it. And we have to come, like you said before, from a calm place and explain to them that you understand why they want you to do it. You, you understand why you understand that they want you to have fun with them. You understand why they're asking you, but this is not something I can do. And when you force me, it hurts my body and it hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I, and I want, just like I listen to you and understand you, I want you to listen and understand me. Mm -hmm. That's the non role play. Right. That's the, let's just be really real. You're a human being. I'm a human being. Well, and all I got to say is Dina's got to nip this in the bud because this kid's seven is going to be eight and the kid gets older and bigger and stronger every year, man. But he's also not going to try and climb on up her body when he's 10. No, but it might evolve to something else. Like she needs to address this. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely. And I think this is common. I think that oh, yeah, not I only have, have I experienced it personally, but I see it a lot. And I see parents sometimes try and be more fear-based in how they deal with it rather than a calmer, um, let's have a discussion. And if the child can't hear them mm -hmm. in that moment, because again, this is important to you guys, we forget this. If in that moment he is too wired, he can't hear you. And unfortunately he has to have a consequence for maybe negative behavior because he's just not listening. Later on, you need to return to that if it be five minutes later or that night or before bed and say, let's talk about what happened today. Mm -hmm. When you climbed up my body, it hurt. When you were trying to hold on to my leg, it hurt me. And I need you to understand that that's not okay. And so you need to, not only in the moment when maybe they're not able to hear you very well because they're very focused on an outcome, you need to have the discussion later when they're in a calmer place. Well, I think it's weird for, for, I can't speak for you, but for me to be talking about this simply because, you know, fortunately we have three daughters that are very rarely ever, ever physically aggressive towards one another or us. And eh, you're right, but I still have conversations with them about hitting each other when they get frustrated. I know, like not just, like all out, but they do the like kick in the butt thing, that kind of stuff. Right. It's very small potatoes. It's, yeah, it's And mine. I think a lot of people who listen to the show maybe have some aggressive daughters or sons out there and they're trying new things. But I think it's harder on that situation simply because it's been something that has been accepted up until this point. Mm. And now they have to kind of start from scratch. And it's just a very time-consuming, challenging thing to, to break that bad habit. Well, and that's a good way to say it. I To, to know, I, I'm repeating this, but when you are trying something new... Don't think it's like a magic pill where you're going to say something and they're going to say, oh, and I'm never going to do that again. You're going to have to repeat it. You're going to have to stay true to whatever you're trying. And this is why Todd and I talk about you have to know that what you're doing is something you believe in. If you're doing something that other people tell you to do and it doesn't feel right to you, it's not going to stick because mm -hmm. you're not going to keep with it. If it's something that you that feels right, that resonates, it could be something that Todd and I are saying, it could be something that you read, it could be something that you already know, but you haven't been following through because it's uncomfortable for whatever reason. But if you know it to be the right decision, you have to stick with it and you have to trust that it's the time and effort is worth it in the long run. Rather than trying quick fixes where you're just trying to put out a fire in the moment, you want to have real conversations. You want to have open communication. You want to be honest. You don't want to play a role. So all these things are, um, they're not necessarily quick fixes, but they're long-term fixes. Well, and once again, I don't know Dina's situation, if she's married or whatever, but if she is, make sure that you and your spouse 
are on the same page, mm-hmm. are parenting from the same place. Because if Dina tries, whether it's something that we recommended or a friend recommended to her, and her husband or you know partner isn't doing the same thing, it gets very confusing for that kid. Yeah, and then you're kind of starting from scratch every time because they're hearing a different, different message. A different message. And also something that, um, that Todd and I do a lot is if I'm with the girls and they're doing something and I'm getting frustrated, we trade where I will say, if he's there, which again, a lot of times I know, you know, many of you are not there in the same moment. You're kind of trading back and forth with the kids. And that's our experience a lot of time too. But if he is there, I will say you need to take over for a little bit because I'm not making good choices right mm-hmm. now. The things I'm saying are not right. Just give me a break. You know, right. let me get out of here for like five minutes. Let me go upstairs for 10 minutes. And that's teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not parenting in a competitive way. I'm not just talking about Todd and I. I'm talking about this should be our viewpoint. Let's not parent from a competitive way. Like who does it better or who follows. This is, you're a team. You're trying to help each other. And you're not going to use each other's challenges against each other. You are going to support each other. And again, I know that's a big, for some people, that that doesn't happen. But then that should be a big discussion topic in the home. Is how can we support each other rather than use our parenting challenges against each other gotcha okay all right so um last part of this show is basically um we were on vacation together this weekend yes and some person with a clipboard walked up to me and looked like they wanted money so first of all we were in new mexico we were in santa fe and then we were in taos and it was really nice Mm -hmm. wasn't it nice it was a wonderful vacation it wasn't that warm but we had a really good vacation. we're lucky enough to get away for a few days yeah well and i know you want to move on to that but i want to say that uh like once a year todd and i try and do a trip and it's not always as big as going to new mexico um but we try and do that and i'm so thankful that i do because one thing that I've realized um, that our thing is doing weird things. It's fine. Oh, okay. One thing that I've realized is that I, all of us, live at a very fast-paced schedule. Um, uh, we live in a fast-paced world. And for when I go away and come back, I realize how fast-paced it is. And it gives me good um, perspective on why it's important to slow down a little bit each day because we're we're working at breakneck speeds here. And when you're on vacation, you realize how important it is to relax and how important it is to talk and how important it is to have choice in your day. And when I came home from this vacation, and you know, again, we do this every year, but I'm always re-reminded. Can you say re-reminded? That's like re-re. Sure. Um, last week, you made fun of me for using the term fisticuffs. Yes. And you just used the term breakneck. <laughs> and... I understand what you mean, but okay. do you know what it means? Yeah, breakneck means like we're we're going at such a fast pace that but we can hurt ourselves. Breakneck? Because you could hurt your neck. Really? I think. I think you're making that up. I, I that's what I assumed it meant. I mean, I've I when I use it, that's the way I'm using it. Is that really the way it's supposed to be used? I don't know. Breakneck pace to me means like you might be a hundred percent right that you could break your neck. Okay. And I don't want to break my neck. No, me neither. I know. Well, if you do, you got to go see Dr. Kelly. I know. Because she'll help you if you break your neck. I know. Um, so, clipboard lady comes up, looks like she's going to ask me for money. And I politely listen to her. And she's part of this group called SaveTheChildren.org. But here's my thing. A few years ago, I got ripped off by a, a kid who sells magazines at my front porch. And I so, bet you're the only one that's ever happened. Well, and I'm sure all the dads out there are laughing, saying, how can I possibly get ripped off because it's such a typical thing that happens. Yeah, it's become more common. So anyways, um, 
So it would be easy for me to be jaded against that scenario because, you know, somehow I ended up spending 50 bucks on magazine subscriptions and they just deposit the check and that was it. Yeah, we didn't get any magazines. No magazines to be had. So it's just easy for me to say, you know what, I'm not doing it because it was kind of the same feel. It's like a door-to-door, you know, charity salesman versus this lady with a clipboard. Mm -hmm. But I listened to her politely and I um, chose not to give any money until I looked up what the organization was all about online. So I committed to her. I said, listen, I'm not going to give you money right now, but I'll promise you that I will check it out. Mm -hmm. So I checked it out. And then I used this other website that I use called Charity Navigator, which basically evaluates all the charities out there. What's the website? I think it's charitynavigator.com. Just Google it and you'll find it. So I did it. And sure enough that that SaveTheChildren.org is a four-star charity organization. Oh, that's wonderful. So I gave my money. Great. Pat myself on the back, whatever. But the other part about it I want to say is, like, sometimes you just think, like, oh, why did I have to walk on this street corner because I wouldn't be bothered by this lady Mm -hmm. giving us her pitch about Save the Children? And I try to be open to experiences that may seem random, but maybe there's a reason that we Mm -hmm. walk past that lady. Mm -hmm. And, And her name was Kathy. And her name was Kathy. So I guess... My thing to myself and everybody listening is, it's so easy to be jaded in Mm -hmm. this world. Cynical. Cynical. And I try to say to myself, maybe there's a reason that I walked past this lady. What was that? Be open to the possibility that maybe it's not so random. Maybe you're supposed to give money or effort or energy or whatever. Maybe to you're that supposed person. to have met this person. Yes, and exactly. What's what was that Conan O'Brien quote about being cynical? Do you remember that? No idea. It was something about after he was fired from The Tonight Show. By the way, you know Jimmy Fallon's taking over The Tonight Show? I do. And I, I, does anybody really watch Jay Leno anymore? You know what? I think there is a older population. Are we part of the older population now? No, we're not. Okay, good. There's an older population that listens to, just put into quote jaded, um, that listens to, there it is. Uh, Jay Leno, but I have heard that Jimmy Fallon's taking over and he's not too excited about it. So anyway, there's this, after Conan O'Brien was let go. Oh, here it is. Okay. So this is from Conan. So it says, so Conan O'Brien said, all I ask of you, especially young people, is one thing. Please don't be cynical. I hate cynicism. It's my least favorite quality, and it doesn't lead anywhere. Nobody in life gets exactly what they thought they were going to get. But if you work really hard and you're kind, amazing things will happen. I'm telling you, amazing things will happen. Conan O'Brien, after he was let go from The Tonight Show. That's when it was a time when he could be as bitter as he wanted. And And be like, this industry sucks, and nobody treats me well. And he made a choice to not be cynical. Because cynicism is um, depressing. It is. And it gives you this viewpoint on the world that nobody's taking care of anybody, that people aren't inherently good, that everyone's trying to screw everybody else out of money. (laughs) (laughs) Which they're not. I mean, there are some people. Todd and I have experienced them, like he said. But we've got to be open-minded that there's other ways. Like he said to the woman, I'm not going to do anything right now. I'm not going to give you any money, but I promise you I will look online. And I looked at her because she kind of, she was cynical of us. Mm -hmm. And I said, he'll keep his word. And she said, thank you. Well, what's interesting is he just talked about his least favorite word or or trait or characteristic in in people. And his was cynicism. I think mine is entitled. Mm. I can't stand when people think they're entitled to something. Yeah. And my question to you is without giving you much time to think is there a certain character or trait or word that you absolutely can't stand an inability to be self-aware that's a lot of words well any one lack of awareness 
Mm-hmm. When when people cannot see and they don't have an understanding of their effect on other people. when And you know, it's interesting because that kind of combines cynicism and entitlement where people think that what they need is greater, better, more important than what other people need. And they don't see themselves as part of the whole. And that doesn't mean that you give yourself away. It means you take care of yourself and you understand that everybody else needs to take care of themselves. And it's not all about you. And that, you know, like the four agreements, you know, number two in the four agreements is don't take anything personally. That sounds like a very difficult thing to do. I think that's a daily practice. But so many of us think everything is about us and that everything people says is about us and that everyone's looking at our outfit and that everybody's worried about what we're doing. And they're not. Everyone's watching their own movie. Everybody's experiencing their own life. And if we can have an understanding of ourselves, we'll be able to see that in others. So there's my... Um, so we're going to wind down the show here. Um, my tournament of bad. First of all, the tournament of bad March Madness winner, you know what it was? What? It was Mr. T doing the snowblower or leaf blower at 530 in the morning. Woo, Mr. T. Wait, you don't need to do that. <laughs> so, so we're going we're gonna to post a picture of um, ourselves T. with Mr. T so you guys can see what he looks like because he'll be happy that he won. With the leaf blower. Did you think he'll get the leaf blower? I hope he does. Okay. Um, you so hope he does? My tournament <laughs> of bad is, um, you ready for this one? Okay. Because I think you'll appreciate this Okay, one. good. Driving down the highway. Driving down the highway. And we own a minivan. So we're driving down the highway. Yes. And Don't we own two minivans? Uh, the company owns one and okay. we own the other. That's right. It's not ours. So we're driving down and JC rolls down her window. Right. I know exactly what, what you're going to say. I, say. I say, can you please roll that up? It hurts my ears. And I think it's a minivan trait. So I'm sure that there's a lot of minivan drivers in that listen to our show. If you're going down the highway at 65 and only one of the back windows is rolled down, yeah. it has a weird vibrational frequency with your ears and it makes it really, really So intolerant. you have the experience too. I feel like I'm the only one in the... I'm like, I'm like Senso. No, I just let you be the bad guy. Seriously. Okay. And here's interesting. This is like Dina and everybody who we were talking to before about, you know, telling your children when they're hurting you. I don't say to them, roll up the window. We don't roll down the windows in the car and I don't make it about the window. I literally say, JC, will you please roll up that window? It hurts my ears when it's down. Mm -hmm. Like I know that doesn't, you know, you'd say, oh, well, of course. Well, sometimes we got to think about the way we say things to kids because she's not going to argue with me about the fact that my ears hurt. She may argue about the window, but I'm saying my ears hurt. So anyway. Remember that part in My Blue Heaven? No, Steve, I'm already going to say no. Steve Martin says to Rick Mar- Moranis, are you trying to say capiche? He's like, yeah. Well, don't do it because it hurts my ears when you do it. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Not at all, but no. I... That's my movie line of the day. I have only seen that movie a few times. My Blue Heaven. His name's Todd. Yes. Um, very underrated movie. Mm. Yes. Okay. My Blue Heaven. Okay. Um, so, but here's my tournament of good. Okay. Oh, I like tournaments of good. Squirrels will adopt another squirrel's babies. Do they have to go through a lot of paperwork and red no tape? No paperwork. Okay. Um, my sister posted this on Facebook and sure enough, like if whatever, a squirrel gets run over by a car and that mom's gone... Another school will come along and start taking care of it. Oh, I love that story. So how awesome is that? I know. That's that's nature, right? Yes. it's. Just, but we had a conversation about, so then what's with lions eating their young? Well, I think I don't really know. I'm not a lion expert. But I, from what I've heard and read, they, they don't really eat their, all their young. They If they've got a runt in the group that is not going to survive or keep up for whatever reason, they often will not nurture them or 
Um, I think I've heard that they've smothered them if they're not going to be able to survive. But this is the tournament of good. Okay, so let's let's forget. Let's about just that. focus on the squirrels. Okay, squirrels, nice job. Squirrels, see, they don't look both ways when they cross the street, but they do take care they're of each other's back, young. They're coming back into my. I've good always graces. liked squirrels. People are not very nice to squirrels. I think squirrels get a uh, no. I like squirrels. Fluffy tail. Yeah. All good. What about city squirrels? City squirrels. <laughs> Um, I think that's all I have. I want that again. Oh, you do? Hold on. Here comes the sound So if you guys have any good ideas (laughs) of what we should talk about on the show, then go ahead and, like Todd said, go to our Facebook page and um, let us know if you have a question. And we'll try to incorporate it as, you know, if if we can. Sometimes we have, like, a million things we want to talk about, and sometimes we have a little space to And give yourself a, uh, a gift, this for Mother's Day. Oh, yes. The retreat. The retreat. The Beauty of Now retreat. Give this gift to yourself, and then if you sign up for it this week and you say that you heard about it on Zen Parenting, you can gift it to someone for free. So you only have to pay once, and you and two people get it. And it's a great gift for you. It, this retreat is really fun, and I've done several of these, and I've kind of... Would you venture to say that this is going to be the best one? I would, I, because I'm most excited about it. I have no idea how it's all going to play out, because a lot of it's very in the moment. But I can tell just by the way I feel about it that I'm really pumped to do this, and um, I hope that everybody feels similarly. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, have a great week. And again, one more thing. Congratulations to Gina and to Cicely and to Keith. Thanks for playing. Adios. Adios.